Welcome to the, the Youth, youth ministry, ministry in Motion podcast. The number one youth ministry podcast on the planet. The show that keeps you motivated and your youth ministry moving forward. Now, here's your host, author, speaker, and trainer, Paul Turner. What is going on, youth workers of America and around the world? Hope you're doing well. I'm taking a little break from football. It's halftime right now between the Bills and the Chiefs. And uh, I would like to be a part of the Bills Mafia, but I'm just not... I'm not feeling it from those guys right now. I'm just I'm just not feeling it. It's halftime, and I'm just not getting the energy. So it looks like it's going to be uh, the Bucks and uh, the Chiefs, which is fine. I think that's uh, old school, new school uh, type of vibe there. So I think that'll be a good Super Bowl game. So let's go ahead and jump into uh, the motion metrics, and the motion metrics is all about who's listening and where they're listening from. And uh, I hope that if you're brand new, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for checking out the podcast. And if you're not a subscriber yet, go ahead and click that subscribe button and you get these, uh, these podcasts right there in your inbox every week. So, all right. Top listeners, C. Yeager 22. Thank you for listening. Um, and also Christ Community Church podcast. So one podcast listening to another podcast. Thank you, Christ Church Community. Um, cities that are listening. Columbus, I don't know if that's Columbus, Georgia, Columbus, Ohio, uh, but if uh, either one, thank you for listening, Columbus. Appreciate you being out there. Indianapolis, way to represent Indianapolis. And uh, Kuala Lumpur, I hope I have pronounced that correctly, but uh, I'm familiar with the name. I'm just not familiar with if if I am pronouncing it correctly. Uh, And that leads us to our countries that are listening. U.S., thank you, U.S., Uh, Malaysia, which is where Kuala Lumpur is at, and Canada. Thank you, Canada friends. Appreciate you listening to the podcast. I would love to have some more discussion with all of you folks, and all you have to do to do that is go ahead and go to our Facebook group. Uh, and go ahead and answer a few questions and you'll be let in uh, by one of our administrators, either myself or CJ. And uh, we'd be happy to talk some more about this particular episode. We're going to be posting a question soon about the topic of this, which is about discomfort. And uh, this may be a dis- an uncomfortable, I was going to say discomfortable, a uncomfortable episode for you if you're a youth worker. And I, uh, I, would, <laughs> I would say that I don't mean to step on your toes, but I probably do. It'd be dishonest of me to, to say that I, I didn't want to step on your toes. I don't do it in a mean way. I'm doing it because I want to ask questions. I'm I'm, I'm trying to, you know, help you as a youth ministry and as a youth pastor, move the ball forward uh, in both your life and ministry. So that's, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to sugarcoat anything. I really want to help you in, in the way that I can. And, and, and I think the way of doing that, at least in this episode, is going to be making you slightly uncomfortable. And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about discomfort and discipleship, and I'm going to have a question over in the Facebook group. I would love for you to go over and answer this, is what is the most uncomfortable discipleship thing you've done in youth ministry? In other words, what have you challenged kids to do that was really, you really had to step up? If you were a student and you were serious about Jesus, you just had to, that I, you put it out there and, and said, look, I don't know who this is going to be for, but if you're willing to do this, uh, it's going to be slightly uncomfortable, and I would love to hear about that experience. So head over to the Facebook group and uh, let me know over there. Um, 
And I'll tell you, there's really nothing comfortable about real discipleship. You know, it is the role of the youth pastor, you, to create discomfort in your youth ministry, all the while being hospitable, right? You're inviting people to church. And I know that youth ministries, because I was a youth pastor, if you're not familiar with my story, I was a youth pastor for 30 years. Uh, you know, we're trying to say, come on in and be a part. We want, we want to be hospitable, but then we're approaching students with these hard truths and these hard uh, choices that they have to make. You know, I, I love the way evangelist Billy Graham, you know, used to say of his preaching, he says, I have come to afflict the comfortable and comfort the afflicted. And I believe the youth pastor should be building discomfort into uh, their youth ministries and not just through preaching. I know, I know that some of you think, you know, that because you say things or you preach things that are not comfortable, it's making people uncomfortable and that's okay in their hearts and minds. That's, that's good in that way. They're, they're being challenged, but that's not leading necessarily to life change, right? We're, we are putting a lot of stock in the message and the preaching of the gospel. I understand it. It is, it is uh, the power of God until salvation. I get it. But when we're talking about discipleship, preaching is a small part of that discipleship process. You see, discomfort is not just for students. It's for you as youth pastors as well. So when I, you know, tell you that your preaching is a small part of that, that's uncomfortable because a lot of youth pastors put 100% stock in their preaching, but not in the program that they're running to help create discomfort and therefore help students grow. And youth pastor, you may be thinking that you're choosing discomfort by speaking on hard subjects or spitting fire about low-hanging fruit or cultural things. And you say, well, that's, I'm getting them out of their comfort zone. I would say that you have not given up the one thing that makes you most comfortable, and that is the meeting itself. See, if you're listening to this and you've gone through the pandemic of 2020 as a youth worker, you know what it's like not to have a normal meeting. And because of that, I would then ask you, and these are questions I'm serious that you should ask yourself maybe, what did discipleship in my youth ministry look like without a meeting? What did that look like? And how far did my youth ministry go without the meeting? Did I have a plan? Did I have some of that? Did I, you know, you say, well, how can anybody prepare for that, Paul? Well, if you have some core values about discipleship, then pandemics or whatever it is, you know, if, if, if meetings can stop discipleship, then we're all in trouble, you know, because you can't meet. That doesn't mean you can't do discipleship, you know, through the technology that we have today. Another question I would ask you is, do you think you rely too much on the meeting to do life-changing discipleship? In other words, did you have to be in a small group? Did you have to be uh, in the meeting for your life to be changed? Did you, did, did you have to have the worship band? Did you have to have all the games? Did you have, did you have to have a full planned meeting for life change to happen in the life of a student? I hope that the answer is no. I hope I said, look, no, we did life change. And, uh, you know, in fact, kids grew deeper during this time, uh, that we didn't have a meeting. I would love that to be the case. My concern is that that might not be the case for a lot of youth ministries. Uh, because the, either they wouldn't embrace the technology, they weren't giving it their best effort, you know, whatever that may be. 
And the third question I would ask is, did you overvalue your meeting as the primary way to disciple students? And these are things, these are questions you can ask yourself, write them out, answer them, right? Maybe go over to the Facebook group and maybe I'll post them there and you can answer the questions there. But I would argue that standard youth meetings do not make disciples. I would say discomfort makes disciples. Meetings certainly are a starting point, but the comfort they create of the meeting, and you've probably experienced this, can lull you into a false sense of change. The meeting becomes so comfortable that I know there's youth pastors that just freaked out when they couldn't have the meeting because they didn't know what else they could do. They didn't like Zoom meetings. They didn't like this. They had to do it in person. I'm all for it. But I'm just saying that meetings can lull us into a uh, a false sense of security. And if that meeting is taken away, then discipleship goes away for some youth meetings or churches or, or youth ministries. And the thing about having the meeting is that the metrics, right, of meeting become this. How many did we have? Did students have fun? And was everybody happy? Let me say it again. The metrics of a meeting become how, do, how many did we have? Did students have fun and was everybody happy? And if that, all of that, in other words, the, the, the thing that is, the question is, was everyone comfortable? Did everybody leave and was happy and were they comfortable? Now, am I saying that youth meetings should be miserable? No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that if there's not some discomfort in that youth meeting, I don't know if discipleship's being done. I'm saying that there should be a, a whether that's the altar call, and there's a lot of youth groups that don't do altar calls, maybe that don't do calls to commitment or don't talk about what it means to follow Jesus or whatever that is. But there's a lot of youth groups that don't want to make things uncomfortable because they want kids to keep coming. Right. And this also applies to you as the youth worker that you like being comfortable. You don't like problems. Right. You don't like stress. You don't like all those things. And that's completely understandable. Nobody likes being miserable. But discomfort for the youth worker also means discipleship for the youth worker, that all youth workers, all people who have committed their hearts to Christ and says, I want to follow Jesus, are going to be uncomfortable and going to have a sense of discomfort. So I don't know why we're striving for comfort all the time when the life of a disciple is uncomfortable. Most of the time, because you have to make decisions based on your faith and what you know scripture says versus your flesh, which desires to be comfortable. And I would also add into this that that the meeting, that maybe you've come to believe that educating students about the Bible through preaching, teaching, whatever that is for you, you educate students about what discipleship is, Right. But I would disagree, and I think Jesus would does disagree, that education of students in the Bible does not necessarily make good disciples. The Pharisees were unbelievably intelligent, knew scriptures, knew everything, super educated. But education is not the same as learning. We believe that education, by we I mean me and Jesus, believe that education is the opposite of learning. In his book, and also Seth Godin, I'm going to quote here, uh, who wrote a book called The Practice, and he says, art 
does not seek to create comfort, but create change. And change requires tension. True learning, as opposed to education, is a voluntary experience that requires tension and discomfort, which is the persistent feeling of incompetence as we get better at a skill. And so when Seth Godin says that, and he says, art does not seek to create comfort, but change. You could easily put it and say, art, well, what is art, Paul? Well, art is what you create every week. You're creating a meeting. You're creating an artistic expression of the gospel through slides, through worship, right? There's art involved there. You're trying to paint a picture of who Christ is and who his church is supposed to be and what a disciple is. And as Seth Godin says here, true learning, as opposed to education, is a voluntary experience that requires tension and discomfort. Jesus created uncomfortable moments after uncomfortable moments so his disciples would learn what it meant to trust him. He said things like, you feed my people, go to the other side, and let's go back to Judea. You feed the people. He put them on the spot and says, look, you got to feed all these people. And then guess what? Then a kid had to give up his lunch. The, the, the disciples had to participate. They had to be in on it all. They had to do all that. When Jesus said, go to the other side, he was setting them up and saying, look, go to the other side. But by the way, there's going to be a storm and I'm going to come to you on the storm. Right? Then he says, well, let's go back to Judea, Judea concerning Lazarus. And he says, okay, uh, we're going to go back. And then one of the disciples says, says, okay, I guess we're going to our death. I guess we're going to die. We're going back to Judea. So Jesus was always creating uncomfortable moments for his disciples. Let me ask you a question. How many uncomfortable moments are you creating for your students where they really have to rely upon the Lord to live out this faith? And yes, we can do it. You guys can do it in your weekly meetings, in Sunday school, on Sunday morning. I would challenge my students to do uncomfortable things like, hey, would you go up to that new person there? There's a teenager sitting right up there. Would you go up and introduce yourself and ask them to come sit with you here in the youth section? That's uncomfortable, but I'm always doing that. I was always trying to do that because I wanted to make them uncomfortable because they were going to have to trust the Lord. They were going to have to whisper a little prayer and say, Lord, help me. I'm going to invite this person, this new person here to come sit with us. You know, most youth meetings, mine included, were great at educating students, but not great at students learning what it meant to follow Jesus. And there wasn't a learning component where kids got to fail and be uncomfortable at doing the Jesus stuff I was talking about. And that was until I took the meeting away. You say, Paul, you took the meeting away? Yes, I took the meeting away. You see, after much prayer and preparation, training and trial, I decided to cancel our traditional youth meetings for three months. This became the namesake of my website, which is the Disciple Project. I took three months of a year and created discomfort. Yes, kids bailed. Yes, kids did not like it. But the discomfort of taking away the meeting to do things like visit kids or friends who had not come to church that night, visit and pray with widows and the elderly in our church, uh, the ability to create small groups of skill building around prayer, how to pray, praying for others in that moment, sharing your faith. How do you do that? Uh, how to create graphics, right? Uh, work on the upcoming outreach that was designed by students. All of that was worth every missed traditional meeting for those three months. 
And every moment of discomfort was worth it because I believe doing is greater than sitting. Doing the gospel, putting to work the principles of scripture was of more value than what I had to say about the scripture for 20 minutes. Seth Godin also says in his book, he says, discomfort is the feeling we get right before change happens. Maybe that's you. Maybe you're, listen, you already know. You already know what it's like to go through a season of discomfort. This 2020 was nothing but a year of discomfort. But now I'm going to ask you to build discomfort into your youth ministry a few times a year to help your students learn that there's more to following Jesus than showing up to a meeting. And many of your students have discovered that if they've not discovered it already. I know there's plenty of you who have followed up with kids. You've done one-on-ones. You have walked through the darkness with kids. You have, you have held the, the hands of those who lost parents to COVID. You have, you have walked on the journey and God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for going on the journey with these kids. But there's a lot of other kids who, who need to experience discomfort for the sake of the gospel. And, and I would ask you to consider putting it into your youth meeting, either on a quarterly basis, a weekly basis, whatever that is for you. You say, Paul, I don't even know where to start with that. Well, it's real simple. Read, read the gospels and start thinking about how did Jesus make his disciples uncomfortable? And how can I put my kids in those kinds of situations? that will bring them further along in their growth as a disciple of Jesus, right? I know many of you do mission trips. I know many of you do other things. Those are once a year or one week, and then the rest of the year is, is something else. But I'm asking you to build in discomfort on a weekly basis. Now, how can you do that? Let me offer something to you. Some of you don't even know this exists. I don't talk about my own resources very much here on the, uh, on the program, on the podcast here. But I do want to, because it's uh, January 2021, and it's a great opportunity to start thinking about how do I bring a little bit of discomfort? Well, I took all the, 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 for those three months, and I did it several times, and I did it in two different churches, and the growth I saw both in students and even numerically geared around some of the outreaches we did, uh, you know, we took, I took all that and I put it in to the Disciple Project Ministries outreach manual. So if you are saying, look, Paul, I'm looking for some ways to make my students uncomfortable. I'm not saying drive kids away. I'm not saying make things so terrible that kids don't ever want to come back to your youth group. I'm not saying that at all. I am saying that we have to allow discomfort to be a part of the discipleship journey. Otherwise, we're doing our students a disservice because they're going to get out beyond the church walls at some point and say, does this stuff that you've taught me work? And I'm saying, let's not wait until that moment. Let's include it now so that when they do grow up and maybe they uh, don't go to your church anymore or even stop going to church, that what they remember about your youth ministry isn't your messages. It was the discomfort they felt in light of the gospel and the doing of that gospel. So I want to put a link down below and in there, in the, in the show notes, I'm going to put a link to the Disciple Project Ministries Outreach. I'm going to ask you to check it out and say, what's in it, Paul? Well, real simple. Every plan that I have, I talk about, you know, what is discipleship? What are the five core values of a disciple? Uh, there are forms. There are questions you ask. There are uh, calendar uh, ideas. This is a uh, something you can do not only 
uh, uh, you don't have to take three months if you don't want to. You could do it as a weekend retreat. You could do it as a one-month experiment. And yes, you could do it as a three-month paradigm shift if you choose to do that. But the manual has everything you need to start thinking about discomfort. How do I create some of this to where I challenge my students to not just come to a meeting, but they're going to be challenged to do something within that meeting that is going to cause them to have to have faith to do the thing that I'm asking them to do. All the students that came during my time when I did the Disciple Project with my students, they knew what they were coming into. They knew they were going to go out and visit people they didn't know. They were going to knew they were going to be asked to pray for people they've never met. They knew they were going to go out and, and share their faith at Taco Bell, if, if that was one of the assignments we had, you know, they knew that they, you know, if they came to youth meeting expecting and saying, look, I'm about to do something I've never done. It's going to make me uncomfortable, but I'm going to grow in my faith. You know what? You know how much discomfort people feel coming to your youth meeting? Usually none. They just show up. And I understand we want to create comfortable places, but students need discomfort in their lives when it comes to the gospel and doing things that Jesus did so that they can get used to doing those things when they're no longer in our youth ministries. Guys, I want to thank you so much for your time tonight. Thank you so much for listening, uh, being a part of the show. Head on over to the Facebook group. I would love your comments. I would love your thoughts. I'm going to post some of these questions here uh, that I've posed to you. Uh, I hope that you will check out the link down there to the Disciple Project Manual. Uh, I hope that you'll think about doing some uncomfortable things, both for yourself and for the youth ministry so that you will grow disciples, make disciples and create those uncomfortable things that, um, that are only the, the only things that are going to produce that growth. It's not just what they know, it's what they apply. So guys, thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for uh, allowing me to maybe step on your toes for a little while. And let me encourage you, if you have not been told lately that you're doing a good job, you are. This message that I've just shared with you, this this little uncomfortable moment that I've shared with you, isn't a, 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 it's not there to cause you more grief or shame or in anything about how you do youth ministry. What I'm trying to do is encourage you to make disciples because that is what Jesus asks us to do. Go into all the world and make disciples. You're doing a good job. You're doing a good job. Just go ahead and put some more uncomfortable moments in, in your youth meeting for you and for your youth and uh, to the glory of God. That's it for this week, guys. I appreciate you guys so much. Like I said, be sure to head over to the Facebook group and uh, let us know what you think. Until next time, you guys have a great week and I'll catch you guys in the next episode.